three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. This is the 80th episode Jesus. of Allies with the Unbreakable Spirit. I'm the Executioner, Daniel Ch-ch-ch-ch-travas. All right. I am the Unbreakable Spirit. Let's run through the topics. Topic number one. The stupidity of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament involving SmackDown Superstars. Topic number two. We are once again talking about how Vince McMahon is out of touch with modern professional wrestling fans. And topic number three. The results of Backlash, which I will get into in topic three after we do the other two. Let's get started. So... I personally think it is stupid that SmackDown superstars are getting a chance at a Raw championship. Now, me personally, I do kind of feel the same way that it is stupid, but I love, but I honestly want to more talk about the weirdness of this world title tournament. Yeah, triple threat matches. Which then the winners of those two triple threats face each other. Yeah. See, what I would have done is I would have made it 18 man for the first round. Then for the semifinals, I would do a triple threat. And then the finals be one-on-one. But maybe, and this is just a theory, but um, maybe because Raw doesn't have enough male wrestlers to uh, fill out the world title tournament, maybe you know they you know they want to keep certain guys in the mid card, certain guys in the world title picture. Yeah, maybe. But me personally. I I will admit I think doing the triple threat for the first for a, for doing triple threat for the first round, then semifinals be a normal match and then the finals be a normal match is interesting. But me personally, I'd have just brought back the elimination chamber. Yeah, but the thing is, well, yeah, the semifinals are one on one, but. Still, like, the fact that it's the round one brackets for triple threat matches is unusual. Yeah. What I also want to say is, um, with with it be with, um, with SmackDown Superstars involved, I, 
my best guess in the logic behind that, because it's WWE, they really put logic into anything. Fair enough. And before you ask, yes, the timer is going. Okay. Um, but maybe the reason on why SmackDown Superstars evolve is because maybe, you know, you could draw a lot more prestige to the main event. Uh, to the match of the um, of for the for the world title is if you know you got two of the big two big names from Raw and one big name from uh, SmackDown. Yeah, but I feel like it's sort of a given at this point that Seth is gonna win. Maybe because hey, because I will admit out of. Out of the SmackDown Triple Threat matches, the one that I'm personally looking forward to that I that we all know is probably going to be a match of the year candidate, AJ Styles, WWE Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio, and WWE Hall of Famer Edge. Yeah. Three people that I don't think have ever had competed in a triple threat match against each other. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they've all shared a ring in a Royal Rumble or something. Uh. Which is an entirely different animal. Yeah. Batista. But, I mean, my honest thoughts on the world title having smacked and superstars is it does kind of I do honestly agree with you. It does kind of make it obvious on who is going to win the title. But you would think with the inclusion of SmackDown superstars, it would make it more unpredictable on who's going to win the tournament. Yeah, but like, let's say hypothetically, Mm -hmm. AJ Styles wins the whole tournament. And he and the OC have to go back to Raw. What the fuck would have been the point of drafting him to SmackDown? Alright, yeah. That, that's a fair point. Like, that's why I see that side of the bracket as sort of meaningless. Yeah. But in my opinion, you need whoever, whether it be a SmackDown superstar or a Raw superstar, because if WWE remembers that they're in a, you know, have a brand split going on, because eventually down the line they may just forget again. Mm-hmm. But it's just whoever wins this world title needs to make this championship, this beautiful-looking championship, actually important. Because don't get me wrong, I don't mind if Seth Rollins wins the world title, but it's just, I don't know if the, if it's a logical thing for a babyface to be your inaugural champion. Yeah. The baby... It's better than just be hand, being handed the title, though. Nah. 
Yeah, fair enough. We get to return to this tournament for like, or this topic for like the next two weeks because that's how many weeks away we are from Night of Champions. But we'll be right back with topic number two. Hello, everybody. We are back with topic number two for the 80th episode. Vince McMahon and how uh, how Vince McMahon is not in touch with today's modern wrestling crowd. To be 100% honest, I don't know if it has anything to do with his age, but I, I truly feel that the reason why Vince McMahon... I feel it's more like he's micromanaging. What do you mean? Like, like he will... Like, show up to shows hours before it happens and just change it that day. Yeah. If you're wondering why the Raw through WrestleMania this year was absolute trash, Vince McMahon changed stuff and got rid of segments that day. Or during the show. No. Yeah, or even during the show. Hell, he almost had like 20 minutes to get ready for a match. Yeah, just Jesus, but... um. He needs to find something to wrestle in. He's like, uh, 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 fuck. I, I wasn't expecting to have a match. No, you know, shit, where, where's my ring gear? <laughs> it's like, I think, hey, what? Where the fuck is my ring gear? Man, then you're leaving the hotel room? God damn it. Uh, 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 um. Does anyone have a wife beater shirt? But, honestly, the thing that I want to say about Mr. Grab being out of touch is, um, is that my personal belief is the reason why Mr. Grab is out of touch is because we normally see... The main event scene sometimes, well, in the, in, the, in the attitude area, yeah, sure. It will, you know, the main event scene grew and changed. But in the modern WWE, the main event scenes are, are is, shut up, Stella, is the same. Yeah. Because. And also, he, like, refuses to let new stars into that. Scene. Oh, sometimes he just completely buries like the um the uh, mid card championships. I because and this is truly how I do feel. <laughs> but it's just I feel like um, that the that the mid card titles under Triple H actually seemed important while Triple H was running compared to when Vince has it sometimes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when Vince runs it, it feels important. But other times, the, the Intercontinental Championship, you honestly forget about. Yeah, sometimes the IC title is dependent on the pre-show to premium live event. Yeah. The thing about Vince Mc... What are some things to you about Vince McMahon where you think he's out of touch? 
Um, the fact that well, like I said, he doesn't let new stars get into the main event picture. Mm-hmm. For an example, that the Yes movement, Kofi mm-hmm. Mania, which was basically just a a redo of the Yes movement. Yeah. Except, except hell, uh, originally it wasn't even supposed to be Kofi. Yeah. Which I will say is that I thought, you know, here's a problem with with Vince's writing, and and this is just, is that, like, you know, when you had Kofi Kingston lose the WWE Championship, for example, in really quick succession, you have him just the next week completely forget about it and just move back on to the mid-card title. To the tag team titles. Like, nothing. Yep. Like, how? Like, like, there are some stars that WWE very easily could have had as future main eventers, just didn't. For example, the two, the, the two guys that I could think of, actually there's three, Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan. There's the three guys that, in my opinion, are main event level worthy. Yeah. <laughs> and two of them were world champion at one point. Yeah, that's Surprised true. Surprisingly, neither of them was the Swiss cyborg. Yeah. In WWE, <laughs> but. I think one thing Vince needs to work on is understanding the psychology of a modern-day professional wrestling fan. What do you mean by that? Like, he clearly doesn't understand. We're going to cheer who we want to cheer, and we're going to boo who we want to boo, and he shouldn't censor it. Oh, yeah, but it's... but. Like, and don't get me wrong with the WWE Universe, yeah, I get we cheer who we want to cheer and boo who we want to boo, but it, but, and, and this is just honestly my personal opinion, there is a problem with that is if we cheer who we want to cheer, we boo who we want to boo, it makes it really, really get confusing to tell who's a babyface and who's a heel. Fair enough, but that doesn't mean you need to mute the crowd just because they're booing someone. Like, think think about what happened when Roman was being shoved down our throats. Vince would mute the crowd so that the boos would not be heard. Uh, yeah. That goes back to him micromanaging. Yeah. But it's just like what I personally believe, uh, um, and also it's just, um, you know, also like, also a lot. A thing that I personally notice with WWE's booking sometimes during vids is that um, there are sometimes where you know, like. The women's, don't get me wrong, get some great matches, but there are also some times where 
you know, if, if it's the women that aren't really, or the guys that aren't really in the main event scene or aren't on TV, like, they have, like, one appearance on Raw that don't show up, like, five months later, you kind of forget that they're employed. Or at least you do. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, Dana Brooke. Yeah, she is technically still employed. Should probably be sent back to NXT, but still employed. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with a third and final topic of this episode. And we are back with the third and final topic, the prediction battle results for Backlash. In in state one, Puerto Rico. Yep, and for some reason, some of the names are in gray, but don't worry, all the... Winners of the matches are as follows visible. All right. Anyways, I'm going to start with number one and go to number seven. Go. Short pay per view. Uh, The first one was Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle versus the Bloodline. That That was okay. Yeah, that match was all right. Kind of made could have been better. Yeah. Your prediction of the betrayal did not happen. No. Uh, who won that match? Uh, the 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 bloodline did. So I did. Yeah. Well, okay. What's the name? That gives me one fall. The second match was Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. That was. Also made. Yeah, but bruh, like I've heard like WWE might be changing their policy on um, blood, you know, thanks to their uh, merger with with UFC, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, like, hey. But I was, honestly, I was not expecting Cody Rhodes to win, and this is very much starting to feel very um, familiar. The John Cena 2012 story? Yeah. Yeah, Lose, I feel that. Losing a big match at WrestleMania. Next match, losing. Then the next match, beating Brock Lesnar. Yes. Travis just sort of told the result, which gives me a point. Yeah, which begs the question. So is he going to... So in, in the feud with, with Brock Lesnar, is he going to get a trip to uh, Suplex City? <laughs> Probably, because WWE has said that the story between Brock and Cody is not over. And that is sort of confirmed by the fact that they will be having a fight at Cody, you're fucked. Uh, is it uh, at Night of Champions? Yes. Okay, See. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, but Cody, you're fucked. Yeah. Anyways, next, next, next is match. the SmackDown Women's Championship, which was Zelina Vega versus Rhea Ripley. I did not watch that match because I was working that day. Yeah. He was at uh, Truist Park. 
Yes. But anyways, this match... Trying to find a good way to describe it. Bad, mediocre, all right. Um, mid, 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 mid. It was, it was, honestly, this entire pay-per-view, except for, like, maybe the main event, was kind of mid. Alright. Zelina came out with a fresh OWO tattoo, a new hairdo, and wrapped into the flag of Puerto Rico. Yeah. And she lost. Yeah. Which they didn't flop the titles, which I'm still kind of what the fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll you'll see what we mean later on. Anyways, the next match, the most random match of the show, almost versus Seth Rollins. But I saw some clips of that, uh, that shit look was surprisingly good. Yeah, the ending, which I actually missed because I was grabbing dinner, was kind of cool. And off the top rope curve stop, like, damn. Like, if you want to keep a giant, like, almost down. You gotta jump. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that gives Travis another point. Woohoo! Anyways, on to the U.S. title. Lashley versus uh, Theory and... Yeah, I was... Meh. Yeah. I didn't see the... That match was... Saw some highlights of that, but... uh... Just meh. Yeah. Theory winning was... uh... Surprising, yeah, but theory actually, you know, <laughs> theory actually, you know, uh, let you know, letting Lashley hit a spear, then yeeting him out of the ring to get <laughs> to win the match is clever. That's a chicken shit heel tactic, and it's uh, and he should honestly start to act like that more. No offense, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, and that gave me a netball. And this next match is uh, surprisingly not the nail in my coffin. What was it? The Raw Women's Title. Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Uh, how was that match? Because I did not watch the <laughs> It was okay. Damage control got involved. Shock of all shocks. Not really. No. But the and one then thing, Morgan and Raquel came out to even the odds. Okay, but I did see that Bianca did did manage to lift uh, Io with one arm. Yeah, Damn. Bianca's strength is immaculate. Yeah, and. Uh, a KOD later, and the EST is still on top of uh, WWE's women's. I'm surprised after the SmackDown women's title match later that night, 
Bianca didn't come out and they exchanged titles. Yeah. Anyways, the last match we predicted was the San Juan Puerto Rico Street Fight. Honestly, this was probably match of the night. Really? Why do you say that? Just like the brutality, uh, Sonia Vega came out, the LWO came out, Judgment Day came out, Carlito came out. Yeah, but I saw the, um, I saw uh, a reaction on TikTok of all things to the loud reaction that <laughs> that was for um, Bad Bunny's entrance. Like, Jesus. That crowd was electric for Bad Bunny. Yeah. He was the host and a competitor. Like, seriously. And also, yeah. But Carlito returning was just like, I was a surprise. Unfortunately, it seems to be a one-off appearance. He has not signed a new deal with WWE. Hey, Carlito, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, so anyways, uh, Bad Bunny won, unsurprisingly. Yeah. But people were giving Damien props. Yeah. And I heard that because of that, that Triple H now sees Damian Priest in a different, you know, uh, as a main event level competitor. Yeah, which is probably why he's he's in the well, tournament. Well, well, was. Was, yeah, he sort of lost. Anyways, that brings the... Score, which I forgot to write down as a as a what four to three in Ooh. favor of my co-host. Oh, let's go! What and, movie am I watching? Now remind everybody what the punishment was, please, before yes, I Yes, the punishment was the loser has to watch a movie of the winner's choice. Alright. The movie that I have decided is and you can't escape this because uh, you've already used it. You've got uh to watch um, the live-action Lion King. All right. That isn't the worst. I wouldn't even count that as live-action since the animals were all CGI. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to I, I was going to, like, counter with, like, maybe you should make me watch Shyamalan's Last Airbender again. Oh, you know what? You know what? I like that idea better. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that is all the time we have for this. I'm probably going to do the punishment once we get off this recording. Because That's it's a- on Netflix. If it's not there, then I should always check Paramount Plus. Bye. Roll that outro.
Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six. You can follow me on Instagram at Dan Travis one two one, and you can also follow me on the Twitter at Dan the Executioner twenty one. And you can follow the podcast at Adults Podcast. We'll be back next week with more debates and discussion. But until then, the Executioner and the Unbreakable Spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers.